I'm Paul Levinson, and welcome to episode 47 of Light On, Light Through. Now, as you can hear, there's a little bit of a party going on in the background, and that's because, well, hey, you just happened to come on in to the first anniversary party of this podcast, Light On, Light Through. That's right, the first episode, episode one of Light On, Light Through, came out on October 21st, 2006, and it was about my Prius, and the fact that I enjoyed using my Bluetooth technology in the Prius, and in fact, I was just in the Prius a few minutes ago, talking to someone on my Bluetooth connection. So, we've had a year of exciting podcasts, and I thought I would dedicate this podcast, since there's already a party going on here, to a little history of Light On, Light Through. Some special guests will be appearing here pretty soon, and even a contest in which you can win a copy of my latest novel, The Plot to Save Socrates. But first, let me begin by answering a question that many people have asked me over the past year, which is, what is Light On, Light Through? How in my demented brain did I come up with that title? Now, actually, that title has a long history. Let me just close the door here so you can hear me a little more clearly. I first came across it years ago when I was reading the works of Marshall McLuhan. And as many of you know, I actually wrote a book about McLuhan called Digital McLuhan, A Guide to the Information Millennium, which was published first in 1999 and then a second edition came out in 2001. And in that book, actually, I devote a whole chapter to McLuhan's concept of light on, light through which is very interesting. McLuhan said when you watch a movie in a motion picture theater, in addition to the fact that that's different from watching it at home because you're out there in public, because you are sitting there with strangers, because you have to pay a certain amount of money to get in, all those reasons. In addition, you are watching, in a physical sense, light bouncing off the screen or light on. Same is true when you're reading something on a piece of paper. The light is bouncing off the paper and back into your eyes. But if you think about what happens when you read something on a computer screen or when you watch television, there you're having a different experience with the light. It's actually coming through the screen. Now, McLuhan didn't talk about computer screens in the 1960s because there were no personal computers back then. But he did talk and write a lot about the difference between watching television and seeing a movie in a motion picture theater. And for McLuhan, the key difference was watching something on television was a light-through experience in contrast to watching something on a motion picture screen, which was a light-on experience. And nowadays, when we read a newspaper or a book on paper, that's light-on. It's light bouncing on or off the paper. In contrast to reading something online, which is clearly a different physical experience. 
So I was very taken by this distinction. By the way, McLuhan thought that light through media were more involving than light on media. That is, there was something almost hypnotic about the television screen. Now, if you think of something like, say, stained glass windows, which are also light through, in contrast to looking at a painting, you can see that even in medieval times there was an understanding of the power of light through. And in fact, the illuminated manuscripts of medieval times would be another good example of light through. For that matter, one which I thought of, every time you look up at the sky and you see that blueness, well, what you're doing is you are experiencing light through. So there is something profound, almost cosmic, inspiring on a very deep level about light through versus light on. Now, I was so taken by this uh, distinction and by these phrases that the first time I used light on, light through in something other than talking about McLuhan was not for this podcast. It was actually for a column I wrote in the 1990s for a science fiction review magazine called Tangent. Uh, edited by Dave Truesdale, an old friend of mine. He asked me to write a column in which I reviewed science fiction, and for some reason I decided to call the column Light On, Light Through. Now, in addition to that, in one of my novels, I named something very important in the novel Light On, Light Through. And actually, uh, what I did is called that Thing, which I won't tell you what it is because I don't want to give too much away, light through. So here is the contest that I promised you, making you, I hope, really glad that you dropped by this party. If you can tell me the name of the novel in which light through appears as an important part of that novel, the first person who emails me with the correct answer, I will send them an autographed complimentary copy of my latest novel, The Plot to Save Socrates. So, Light Through does not appear in The Plot to Save Socrates, but it does appear in one of my earlier novels. And the first person who's able to identify that novel, I will send them a copy of The Plot to Save Socrates autographed. And you can write to me at paul at lightonlightthrough.com. That's paul at lightonlightthrough.com. I'm only going to give the very first person who gets the right answer the free copy of The Plot to Save Socrates. But what I will do is I will give the five runners-up a link where they can hear me read the first chapter of The Plot to Save Socrates. So it's not quite as good as the whole novel, but hopefully it'll be something you all enjoy. Looking for sunsets in the early morning Always longing for more Looking for sunsets while the world is dawning And love is hiding from the road Hi Paul, this is James Harris 
just wanted to say congratulations on your first year of Light On, Light Through. Ah, thank you, James. And that, of course, is James Harris. And we've played some of his music over the past year on Light On, Light Through. One of my favorite all-time songs, not just on this podcast, but just in general, is James Harris's Tanya McCreary. I don't know if you remember it. Tanya McCreary, I need you near me. Da-da-da-da-da. He's a really good singer. And, um, you know, if that uh, song that James sang sounds familiar to you, let me play a little of this for you and see if this sounds familiar. just a little piece of Looking for Sunsets in the Early Morning, a song that Ed Fox and I wrote way back in the late 1960s. And if that instrumentation sounds familiar, part of it is the ending of the bumper music, to use that great podcasting term, that you hear at the beginning and the end of Light On, Light Through. It comes at the end of that sequence, when it goes from fast to sort of slow, with the recorders coming in. I'm not going to tell you what the first part is. We'll save that for another anniversary show. But if you want to hear more of Looking for Sunsets in the Early Morning, you can find it on my MySpace page. That's myspace.com slash twice upon a rhyme. And I hope soon that we'll hear a great cover of the complete song by James Harris. Now, speaking of MySpace... Hey, Paul, this is Sean from Adventures in Sci-Fi Publishing and The Silk Code. All of your listeners should know that by now, I suppose. Ha! Congratulations on one year. My favorite part of your year was when you said that my podcast inspired you to start podcasting. No, seriously, the Ron Paul coverage. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't even know about it. Keep it up. Thank you, Sean. And Sean and I did meet on MySpace, I guess, about a year and a half ago. And Sean often says he looks at me as his mentor. But, you know, I've learned a lot of things from Sean, too. And one of the things that did inspire me, in fact, it was the main thing, to start Light On, Light Through was Sean's podcast, Adventures in Sci-Fi Publishing. And Sean is still doing a great podcast. I highly recommend it. And you, of course, also know about Sean's patio book of my first novel, The Silk Code. You'll hear a promo for that at the end of this episode. I play a promo at the end of every episode because it's such a good patio book. And 
I guess I did teach Sean a few things. I'm glad that Sean talked about how he thought the most inspiring part of Light On, Light Through is when I said that his show inspired me. You have to promote yourself in this world. You can't wait for other people to do it. So good work, Sean. Keep up the good work. I'm also glad Sean found my discussion of Ron Paul, who has been the focus of several of our episodes, to be useful. But, you know, not everyone sees things quite that way. Hi, Paul. Jason from the Sci-Fi Show here. And I just thought I'd try to get in under the wire and wish Light on Light through a happy first birthday. Really been enjoying listening to it, even though, as far as I can tell politically, you're insane. But that's what makes the conversation interesting. No, no, please. No booing. Look, you have to understand that's Jason. He is from Australia. And, you know, things are a little upside down down there. But wait a minute. I think I hear some other people at the door. Hey, this is Jake from NotRightPodcast.com wishing Paul Levinson and Light on Light Through a happy one-year anniversary. I love your show, Paul. You're a great man. NotRightPodcast.com Hi Paul, it's uh, Dave from DaveWally.co.uk here. Just like to wish you a very, very happy first birthday for your podcast. I'll see you soon. Take care, mate, and all the best to you. Happy first anniversary, late on late through. Your fellow anti Jack Thompson supporter, Norman the Movie Guy from That Movie Critic Show. This is Scott M. Sandridge congratulating Paul Levinson on his first anniversary of the Light On Light Through podcast. I met Paul on MySpace, and I've been a big fan ever since. And don't forget to subscribe to Everyday Fiction at www.everydayfiction.com to catch the special Halloween story, Shadows. Hey Paul, this is Michael Burstein. Congratulations on your one-year anniversary of doing the Light On Light Through podcast. Hi Paul, this is Diana from Fire of Spring, phoning in on my fifth generation iPod since I seem to have lost my microphone. Wishing you a happy first anniversary on your podcast. Thanks, Diana, from Fire of Spring. Diana is also from Australia, but she's a little sweeter than Jason. But Jason, we love you too. And thanks, Michael Burstein, who uh, we interviewed uh, back in January about Pluto. We cover the whole universe here on Light On, Light Through. And Scott Sandrich and the movie guy, David Worley, and my man Jake Cordover and the Just Not Right podcast. Why don't we do a little flashes, and these will be all about television and tachyons. Flashes. Hey, Mad Men concluded this past week. I think it's a really superb show, like nothing else on television. And I saw somewhere on the web uh, someone noted that in many ways we in 2007 have more in common with those folks back in 1960 than, say, you know, the flower children and everything that came afterwards. Well, I guess we're a mix. I mean, my hair now is so long that I don't think I could have walked into any office without being thrown out in 1960. But I do see a lot of the same elements that are prevalent in that show in our world today. Certainly, we have the same kind of competitive feeling. Certainly, advertising has never been more important, although it takes a very different form than it did back in 1960. 
So Mad Men has been renewed for a second season, which will start next summer, and we're going to continue to keep an eye on it. We may even have an interview with one of the Mad Men himself, or one of the Mad Men themselves. I don't know what the right grammar is, but anyway... Keep posted for that, too. There will be an announcement about that, I hope, in the next few weeks. Now, the other show I'd like to talk a little bit about is Journeyman. And as you know, I am a real fan of time travel stories. And I thought that Journeyman took a very interesting turn this past Monday. It was just a little bit in the episode. And what happened was Dan, our time traveler, uh, played by the same person who played Vorinus uh, on HBO's Rome, that's Kevin McKidd, contacts a scientist who's studying tachyons in 2007. And then Dan gets sucked back into time. He's in the late 1990s and receives a call on his telephone from that scientist. And it's not clear where the scientist was. Maybe he, too, is in the past. But there's a possibility that he is actually calling back from 2007. A tachyon telephone. I'm glad to see that. Greg Benford, who wrote a book called Timescape, oh, I guess it was published back in 1980, talked about tachyon communication through time. It's always been something that's been really fascinating. Most of the time travel stories deal with people actually traveling through time. That's, of course, what I did in my Loose Ends series of short stories and in the plot to save Socrates. But if there's any chance at all of doing anything through time, it's probably going to happen as a kind of communication, not a kind of time travel. So Journeyman, I think, is starting out on a very good journey on NBC. I hope it does okay. I'm really enjoying it. The Light on Light Through podcast is proud to be part of the Blueberry Network. That's blueberry with no ease.com. And now a word from our new sponsor. Entertainment Weekly says the plot to save Socrates is challenging fun. The New York Daily News says it's a Da Vinci-esque thriller. And Curled Up with a Good Book says Sierra Waters is sexy as hell. You can find out more about The Plot to Save Socrates by Paul Levinson at theplottosavesocrates.com. You are listening to a Runaway Network podcast from runawaynetwork.com. Hey, back at the party, having a good time, and a few more guests just dropped by, wanted to say a couple of words. Hi, Paul. Mike from the Mike Thinks News Podcast. Just wanted to say great job on your first year of podcasting, and I know we're all looking forward to many more years of your sagacious commentary. Hey, Paul. This is Gabriel from PunkHorror.com and the Punk and the Pastor Podcast. Just wanted to say congratulations on the big zero one. You got a great show going. Keep it up. Can't wait to hear another year of them. Peace out. 
Hey, what's up, Paul? This is Nate from Podcast Pendulum, and I just want to say congratulations on your one-year anniversary for Light On, Light Through, and I wish you many more years to come, because your show is really great, it's fun and informative, and I like listening to it, so keep it up. Hi, honey. Just want to congratulate you on the first anniversary of your podcast. Marshall would have been delighted that you named your re-entry into oral culture Light On, Light Through. He always said you weren't just one of the logic boys. I know he would have enjoyed listening and would have been proud of you, as we all are. So, happy anniversary. And can we talk about moving that microphone out of our living room? Hey, and that last call actually came in by phone, and it was from my sweetie, my wife, Tina. Hey, honey, thanks for calling. And yeah, I do admit that uh, I do record all of Light On, Light Through in our living room, and uh, there is a microphone there. I don't know, I think it adds a little charm to the place, and I also like sort of recording it out there where I can look out the window and see squirrels. But look, at least I'm not completely crazy. There's no chance that I'll be bringing the microphone into our bedroom. And we had a couple of other excellent people in that last segment. Nate, good to hear from you. This is Nate of Nate and Carlos, who you've heard their podcast, Pendulum Podcast. Really great podcast. I highly recommend it. Gabe from the Punk Horror Podcast, one of our promo suite regulars. And last, but certainly not least, Mike James of the Mike Thinks dot com podcast and of all the people in the podcasting world mike has been invaluable to me from the very beginning on everything ranging from technical matters to just great advice to recommending people to the podcast mike has a spectacular podcast the mike dot com podcast as i often say is the savviest podcast in town and you'll be hearing a promo from Mike as well coming up in our promo. And that's the sweet music of our promo suite. And we have some promos for Mike Thinks, for Sean Farrell's patio book of my novel, The Silk Code, and for the Punk Horror Podcast, and for something new as well. Remember Sean said a few minutes ago that he was happy to find out about Ron Paul from listening to Light On, Light Through? And remember I said how much Mike thinks has helped this show, in part by recommending people to the show, by putting me in touch with all kinds of interesting people? Well, both of those things come together in this new promo suite that you will hear for a brand new podcast, the Ron Paul Fancast. And the reason that this promo is on this show is that Mike thinks when he was out in California for a podcast expo, ran into a woman by the name of Diane, who was first starting up her Ron Paul Fancast. Well, the two of us have been in touch. And I'm proud to play the promo for her show at the end of this show. And speaking of Ron Paul, all of you can rest assured I will continue to be keeping a wary eye on the mass media and doing what I can to holding their feet to the fire to make sure they report not only Ron Paul fairly, 
but all the candidates in this very important upcoming presidential election. Well, listen, that's it for this episode of Light On, Light Through. I want to thank all of our guests for coming by. And listeners, you will find a complete guest list for this episode of Light On, Light Through with links to all of their pages. And that will be in the show notes to this episode of Light On, Light Through at lightonlightthrough.com. So I had a really great time at this party. Thanks again, everyone. And I hope you have a great week. And I'll be back, of course, next week with a brand new episode of Light On, Light Through. In the meantime, sit back, relax, and enjoy. the Mike Thinks podcast, www.mikethinks.com. News and current events with an opinion. The Mike Thinks podcast. It's the news you missed. www.mikethinks.com. The Locus award-winning novel by Paul Levinson comes to life in this free podcast novel. Journey into the ancient world witness the wonder of ages past and join Phil D'Amato in a struggle against forces both ruthless and unseen. Visit www.thesilkcode.blogspot.com to learn more about the author and the novel. And subscribe today at patiobooks.com. Join the battle, witness the wonder, or forever be victim to the awe and power of the Silk Code. Phil D'Amato is ready. Are you? Punk Horror Podcast, coming to you every other week from Punk Horror Press, featuring The Punk and the Pastor, a movie review show featuring David Giannis and Stacey Campbell, and author Red Fiction, featuring the best in horror and punk fiction. Don't miss it. Subscribe now at www.punkhorror.com. Hey there. I hope you'll come over and check out the Ron Paul Fancast. It's a really great place for people who are fans of Ron Paul and for people who would like to know why we're all fans of Ron Paul. For the most part, this show is a show of testimonials. People like you and like me who want to share why they support Ron Paul. I hope you'll come and join us at ronpaulfancast.libson.com.